0: now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka, and welcome to episode 88 of ADHD for Smartass Women. So in last week's episode, I was talking all about how we're in the last week of our patented six-week Your ADHD Brain is A-OK program, and how amazing the women are, but how in their excitement about what is going to come next for them, they at times can get stuck in their heads, right? We all do this. I'm too old. I'm not formally educated. I can't do this. Everyone else can do it, but I can't. There's something different about me. And that one especially sticks, right? Because we know there is something different about us. And I've heard that come from many an ADHD woman's mouth, that sentiment. Anyway, we are world-class ruminators, aren't we? We can be, right? And we have a podcast on rumination. If you don't know what that is, I think it is episode number 23. But basically, rumination is this, or let me kind of give you some foundation. So our ADHD brains make us so creative and vividly imaginative. So that means that we're in our heads a lot, right? It also gives us the ability to hyperfocus and sometimes hyperfocus is great. But it can also be not so great, right? We can hyperfocus on bad things. It's not just good things that we hyperfocus on. And for our ADHD brains, since bad is always stickier than good, our brains just remember negative thoughts more readily than positive thoughts. Part of it is that prehistoric part of our brain that wants to protect us. It wants to keep us out of danger. And I think the statistic is we need five good thoughts for every one bad thought. So that is how sticky our brains are. And it is because of this prehistoric part of our brain that wants to keep us away from danger. We're scanners. So what our brains do is they're constantly scanning the horizon, trying to keep us safe. And that means... We can hyperfocus on negative stuff. And this is exactly what I'm talking about when I use the term rumination. So anyway, our A-OK women would at times hyperfocus on all the reasons that they're too old, they're not enough, they're too much, they're whatever, right? We can always find a reason, can't we? But as I told them, it's not all accolades and applause. It is not always easy far from it. And that is true even when we're operating in our zone of interest, in our zone of genius. And so one of them sent me a direct message and said to me, well, but this doesn't happen to you. How come you don't get stuck? (laughs) So first I laughed. And then I decided that, you know what? I think my women need to hear about my Reddit story. So because I shared it with them, I'm going to share it with you right here now. So as I mentioned last week, A couple of weeks ago, I learned that we are not only the number one podcast for ADHD women, but we are also in the top 10 to 14% of all podcasts. So as you can imagine, I was riding on quite a high. I mean, I was really proud of this. I had no idea that this is how well we were doing. I literally just kept my head down and I kept working. I knew that you all liked the podcast because every day I would hear from several of you, but... I still didn't really have a clue, right? It's just very ADHD of me, right? I just kind of keep my head down, no clue what's happening around me. So anyway, once I heard that information, that positive information about the podcast, you can imagine I rode that high for a couple of days until that following Sunday. So that following Sunday, I ended up on Reddit. Now, if you've been on Reddit, you likely know exactly where I'm going here. No one who has any platform at all, I don't care how small it is, should ever be on Reddit. And again, I don't know how I ended up on Reddit because the last time I was on Reddit was probably six months before that. And I was literally shocked at the kind comments that women had posted on Reddit about this podcast. And I remember the first time I read them, I was thinking, are they really talking about me? And in truth, I hadn't heard anything negative about this podcast, so you know we've been on for about a year and a half, a little bit over a year and a half, so it was probably my time. So I'm on Reddit, and I find this post where a woman, her name is Strawberry Psych. Please go give her some love if you're on Reddit. So Strawberry Psych posted, and she was raving about ADHD for smart-ass women. She's been listening for a couple of months, and she says that it's literally changed her life. Apparently, she had some major depression. She was unmotivated. She thought she was lazy. And now, because of ADHD for Smartass Women, the podcast, she understands her brain. And so she goes on to say that Tracy is an amazing host, and she feels like a friend because I have ADHD as well, and that you'll learn so much. And by the end, you won't feel like you're disordered either. So really nice, right? Right. And so I'm saying to myself, she's talking about me, right? Stars, hearts, flowers, perhaps a crown. But na 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 na, not so fast. The first woman who responds to Strawberry Sykes' post, let's call her commenter one, she says this I did like it until she started talking about crap like essential oils. So exploitative, all credibility lost. MLM take on oils as medicine, total scam. Okay, so just so you know, I'm gonna tell you the story, but I'm also going to use this podcast to dispel any misconceptions about what I actually think or don't think. So real quick, if I could just do a little side jump over to essential oils. So commenter one, that's exactly what I thought about essential oils until I actually did the research. So I want you to know that John Hopkins The Mayo Clinic, Sloan Kettering, and hundreds of other hospitals now use essential oils. Although they've been used in Europe by healthcare professionals for decades, there's now a movement towards clinical aromatherapy in the United States for symptom management. Why? Because there's a renewed interest in natural remedies, especially for pain, because of all the problems that we've had with opioids, right? And this whole essential oil thing kind of makes sense when you think about the fact that 40% of our prescription medicines come from plant extracts or synthesized plant compounds. Don't you think? So, all that said, essential oils are purely for symptom management. I have never said anything resembling that they're a cure for ADHD. Commenter 2 then goes on to say, This is a new commenter now. While she always covers her ass with meds work for some people, but not for me, the overall tone of talking about meds anytime they come up is very negative. I was very into the podcast when I first found it, but found it became harder and harder to listen to as time went on. Then commenter number one responds, yeah, I got the same sense. Kind of like using meds was a crutch, and really, people should try harder. LOL. Okay, medication. Number one, it's proven that ADHD meds and therapy are a lot more effective than just ADHD meds. That is just plain true. I often say in my podcast on many episodes that I wish they worked for me so I could use them when I have to do certain tasks that are really difficult for me. I talk about long-form writing all the time. What I say, though, is that meds cannot be the only thing. And sadly, that's what most doctors do. They prescribe meds but offer nothing else. We need to understand why we do what we do. We need to understand our brains. We need workarounds for that which we struggle with. Medication, even for the luckiest of people, it does not help with all symptoms. And if you're like me and 20% of people, and ADHD medication doesn't work at all, and instead it creates additional symptoms and makes your existing symptoms even worse, what are you supposed to do? Since that's my lived experience, it's what I talk about. However, most of my guests are on medication. And so we talk about meds all the time. And one of the things that I've witnessed with members and also coaching clients is that the more you understand your brain and the more you employ workarounds, often the less medication you actually need. After all, pills don't teach skills. That does not, however, mean that I am against medication. I have seen medication literally change people's lives. I am only against medication as the only thing. Okay, so let's go back to the Reddit women. Commenter 3 then says, I tried really hard to love it, she means this podcast, but found her incredibly annoying. She doesn't make any good points and listening to her unorganized blabber was excruciating and a waste of time. So I got to share with you guys, that was a really hard one to read because that's always my biggest fear, right? I'm ADHD and I'm so worried that I present information in an unorganized manner. So whenever I see a review that talks about how organized my podcast is, how linear my thoughts are, I don't quite believe it. And now thanks to commenter three, I'm probably going to believe it even less. Again, I'm confident but I probably act more confident than I really am. You know, and a comment like that on something that I'm already worried about, that my speech is disorganized and nonlinear, and you can imagine what happens. Yep. I haven't recorded one podcast since then where I haven't thought in the back of my mind while I'm talking, stop talking. Your thoughts aren't organized. Get your thoughts organized. Are your thoughts organized? You should be more organized. Yep, I'm copying to all of it. Right here. And you can believe that as I'm going through this podcast, I'm thinking all of these things. But at the same time, I'm also thinking, you're talking about me. Well, do you have the guts to get out here and do it? Or do you just drag people down that do have the guts to do it? I mean, I spend hours on these podcasts and I do this for nothing because I really do care about making a difference and I know I can help. My listeners tell me that I do help. So, then commenter four says, this was a separate commenter, I listened to some of her podcasts and found that I couldn't relate. I do think I am a smart-ass woman, but I wasn't afforded the luxury of having the opportunities that she had. I got kicked out and couldn't go to high school. I didn't have the structure of a family pushing me forward. I'm sure she can be a great resource for some, but to me, it just reminds me of all the opportunities I didn't have. I have to tell you, that broke my heart. So I really want to respond. I am the first person to admit that I am privileged. I was raised by two parents that loved me and my brothers and sisters. I went to a private high school. My family did not spend a lot of money on stuff. But my mom is German, and my dad is Japanese American, and they really believed in a college education because of my privilege, I feel an obligation to pay it forward. So if you feel the way that this commenter felt and probably still feels, I want you to contact me. You need a break. And I know that I can help you too fall in love with your ADHD brain. The final comment, which I feel the most called to address is this one. We're talking about Reddit again by commenter number five. She does toe the line into Karenhood a little bit sometimes, but 90% of her stuff I've enjoyed and found validating. Of course, I don't focus on the 90% of her stuff I've enjoyed and found validating. No, I look at the 10%. She toes the line into Karenhood a little bit sometimes. Of course I do right? It's my sticky brain. I am automatically going to find the one negative in a pile of positives. And that is what I'm going to focus on. Every other comment, if I have to, I can attribute to, you know, we have opinions, often strong opinions if we're ADHD, but really I feel called to say more here. So a Karen is the common stereotype of a white woman who uses her privilege to demand her own way at the expense of others. It is now used to describe women who commit acts in public that are flat out racist. Now, if you are a member of our Facebook group or follow me on Instagram, you know that I am committed to diversity, equity, inclusion, and anti-racism. In our group, we work hard to make it a welcoming space. And I'm talking about our Facebook group. ADHD for Smartass Women. But you know, we are really serious about not supporting anyone who has an agenda that is harmful or unsupportive of any marginalized groups. When you join our group, the post that is pinned to the top, the first post you see, is exactly about this. So one more thing that I'd like to say about ADHD and BLM and anti-racism is this— Right after George Floyd was murdered, I bought all the books. Of course I did. I'm ADHD, right? And of course, I'm ADHD. So they sat there because, yeah, ADHD. That's when I found the podcast, That's Not How That Works, by Trudy and Weez. They're the hosts. And I have to tell you, it is brilliant. These two women are funny and oh so passionate, which makes their information so much more accessible to my ADHD brain. So if you too would like to learn more about the history of race, justice, equity, I can't recommend this podcast highly enough. I will post the link in the show notes, okay? The other thing that I did that really impacted my knowledge around race, justice, and equity was the Netflix documentary 13th. It is definitely worth your time if you have not had an opportunity to watch it yet. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the Reddit comments generally. So anyway, these Reddit comments really sucked. And it sucked more because it was a Sunday morning and I was upset by it. The worst part was I was so mad at myself for caring. Like, I'm thinking, good Lord, you just found out your podcast has well over a quarter of a million downloads. It's the number one podcast for ADHD women. It's in the top 10 to 14% of all podcasts recorded on any subject. Why? Why are you upset by this? What is wrong with you? Why do you even care? And the answer is because I'm a human, right, who has a sensitive ADHD brain, and At times, I too can meddle in rumination. You know, I used to overthink a lot when I was younger, especially around relationships. But it's interesting, when I met my husband, who literally loved me exactly the way I was, I just stopped. But every once in a while, something like this Reddit situation can remind me that, yeah, you're still kind of overly sensitive. So, yeah, I am no different than you are. Sometimes things do suck. but. I can't let these women's words cause me to not keep acting because acting, doing, moving forward, what's important to me, that's what actually makes me feel really good. I just have to keep getting back in the arena. And I don't care what you're doing. If you stand up and you're willing to stand out, if you have a platform, I don't care how small the platform is, people are going to talk smack about you. They're going to tell you you're wrong. They're going to reject you. They're going to ask you who the hell you think you are doing any of it. You're a lawyer, not a doctor, right? And they're going to say mean stuff about you on Reddit. But you know what? What people say about you is literally none of your business. You already know what you should be doing. Deep inside, you know. If you're honest to yourself, you know. You are already the expert on you. They don't know you. You know you. And if there's something that you need to talk about that you feel called to talk about, you have to do it. You know, I talk a lot about sociologist Brené Brown. I love her. And she uses the Teddy Roosevelt quote all the time, which is about being brave enough to be seen exactly as we are with all of our fears and imperfections, fighting for that which we believe, rather than being the critic who's sitting behind a keyboard making fun of people who are actually the ones fighting in the arena. And I've mentioned many times before that I believe ADHD women are meant to lead in something. And when we can't lead, when we're forced to follow, that's when we really struggle. Oftentimes, we don't even know when we're leading, but we end up leading despite that. You know, there's a lovely woman in our AOK class right now. Her name's Haley. She's 25 years old, and she went to school to be a computer scientist. She's clearly brilliant, but I could tell she was trying to limit her thinking so it wouldn't be too big because heaven forbid if it's too big. This young woman needs to lead. What she told me was, Well, who's going to listen to me? I'm too young. It's always something, right? You're either too old, you're too young, you're not formally trained, you're not smart enough, you're too smart. So I said to her, well, what about young women that are right behind you, that are trying to figure out what you've already been able to figure out? Why can't you lead them? And at that point, she pauses and she says, ah, I never thought about that before. And then get this, she says to me, there's something I haven't told you. And I'm like, okay, what haven't you told me? And this is what she says. I have a half a million followers on this particular social media platform. I literally spit out my water. Here is this brilliant 25-year-old young woman with half a million followers, and she still thinks she can't lead. No one is going to follow her. Isn't that just so ADHD? (laughs) Anyway, I loved it. I believe that ADHD women are more intent on making a difference in the world and living to their potential than other women. I believe that the need to make a difference in the world and live to your full potential is an ADHD trait. ADHD women that struggle the most are typically the ones who are in careers and lives where they don't feel challenged, where they don't feel like they're doing work that is meaningful, where they're not living to their potential, where their dreams aren't big enough. You know... I often hear, "Oh, you're different. You have so much energy. You have so much confidence. You're tough. You're so smart." Uh, no. <laughs> and I really need you to hear this. I absolutely have days where I question, "Why are you doing this again? Wouldn't it be easier just riding off into the sunset? Why put yourself out there so other people can tell you everything that you're doing wrong?" Yeah. Truly, I am honestly no different than you are. I'm really sensitive too, which is probably why I hide it behind this suit of armor. But this is the deal. It took a little more than 18 months for this podcast to become the number one podcast for ADHD women. I didn't know that going in. So if I can do it, so can you, period. We share that same need to make a difference in the world and live to our potential. And that is what drives me, and it's what drives you. What do you want to accomplish to completely change your life in under two years? I'm telling you, it's worth it. You need to do it. I'm also telling you that when you do it, stay the hell off of Reddit. Okay, that's what I have for you for today. As always, you are listening to ADHD for smart ass Women. If you like this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too can discover their amazing strengths. And your reviews, they really help in that regard. One more thing, if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyoutsuka.com and leave me an audio message or reach out to me at Tracy at tracyoutsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smartass Women podcast. where you can also find more information on our Your ADHD Brain is A-OK system. I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.